Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. What to do when your financial aid doesn't get you far enough in college? Do you take on debt? Do you not? Big question, right? What do you do when your girlfriend gets pregnant and it's like the game of life, spin the dial, like go straight to jail. <laughs> oh, that's never a good thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Frontier adds two cities to its nine route expansion. Do you fly Frontier? If you do, that's good news. If not, maybe... Norfolk or Denver or Norfolk or Orlando or maybe one of these markets they're getting into will help you. Just to keep competition a little bit lower, a little bit higher, keep competition a little bit higher, keep prices a little bit lower. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He's going to talk a little financial planning and long-term care, which is something, quite honestly, that my mother's involved with, right? She can't take care of herself. She kind of can a little bit, but not fully. Long-term care, I will tell you, is not cheap. Chad? One of the things I said I'd talk about today is long-term care insurance. And this is something that, you know, when I first got into the business in the early 90s, I started with my grandfather, and he had, you know, he was in his mid-60s, so his clients were even older than him. Started to see people all the time go into nursing homes, and it was tough. I'd get calls, and usually it was from the the wife, and they'd say, "You know, my husband's gone into a nursing home, or my husband needs to go into a nursing home, but we can't afford it. What do we do?" Um, oftentimes, too, we see caregiving situations where, and I see this the most with the spouse ends up taking care of the husband. Husband health starts to fail sooner. The, the spouse, the wife is taking care of the husband and her health and her lack of balance in life, lack of being able to do anything else, but be in that caretaking situation, her health falls much quicker. And, and sometimes they, she passes away even before the husband. So you got to plan for this. Some cultures, the kids are taking care of the parents. It's not really happening in our culture this, these days. So long-term care insurance became popular. And then companies came in and they drastically underpriced it. Now they're raising their rates left and right. So what do you do? Should you even buy the long-term care insurance? Uh, I had a question from somebody at the event last Thursday, and her daughter is working at a company that's actually offering long-term care insurance, but it's the parents can also get it through the group plan. And when you uh, there's there's good things to get th- through group plans at your company. That's disability insurance, and in this case, long-term care insurance, because the rates are usually cheaper. Life insurance you are usually much better off getting on your own. 
but the group long-term care insurance, this is a, a lady who asked the question. She said, I fought breast cancer four or five years ago. I don't think I can get long-term care insurance on my own. The only problem is that it was through Genworth. That's the company that's offering the long-term care insurance. And that's a company that's not doing so hot. If you have bought long-term care insurance on your own, you've seen rate increases several times since you owned it. Not a lot of rate increases on group plans yet. So we'll see. I had another question from, uh, let's see, got the last name here, so I won't say that, but let's just call him Bill for now. Um, My workplace makes long-term care insurance available through group coverage Genworth. It's portable if I leave the company. My wife and I are over 40, me closer to 50. She currently works, but will stop soon. We have two young kids, possibly one more. We have many years of fiscal responsibility in our lives and a minivan. I love that. It just shows you where they're at in life, right? We have a comfortable amount saved living in the Bay Area. I just don't understand the economics of long-term care insurance. Should I get it? Should my wife? When should we start? Do I pay an extra to have it increase at 3 to 5% annually or just get more coverage? The company says it generally doesn't increase rates. They only did once for historically underfunded early insurance. Um, also, the rest of my insurance, life, disability, et cetera, are currently through work. It's a good question. It's a question that a lot of people have. Is like, when do I start shopping for it? Especially if you have a situation where you had to care for your parents. Or in my case, I saw my mom leave work for about three years in order to care for my grandparents as my grandfather was going through a kidney failure and on dialysis, we were taking turns, taking him dialysis all the time. And then shortly after he passed, my grandmother went into memory care. And even though she was in a facility, a memory care facility, it was still almost a full-time job for my mom to keep an eye on it, making sure she had the meds and the other things that she still have to get and pay for that the facility doesn't necessarily offer. And the Bay Area, those costs are running at close to $100,000 a year. And that is something that most people can't afford. And not only could your parents probably not afford it, you can't afford to take the time off to do the things that you need to do to help them out. It's a tough situation on everybody. It's that sandwich situation. Um, so what do you do? Do you look at it? Usually I'd say age 55 to start looking at it is the right age. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. One of the more interesting things of talking about long-term care is you never think you're going to need it. But when you do, it's very, very expensive. It's just like I saw a statistic year over year. Pedestrian fatalities are climbing, skyrocketing, up 46% since 2009. And it's far outpacing growth in overall traffic, which, again, you've probably heard about a couple planes having problems up in the sky. That's going to happen more and more because the volume of planes flying is increasing. So you're going to hear about it more, and you're going to think, man, I don't remember all these planes having problems when I was a kid. It was a lot fewer planes. But almost 6,000 pedestrians, people who might have been out for a walk, people who might have been trying to burn off a little bit of lunch, trying to cross a street quickly to get to work, 6,000 pedestrians were killed by motor vehicles. Now, what do you think your reason is? You know, that's almost twice the number of deaths tied directly to September 11th number of pedestrians on the road uh, killed, and it's climbing. It's, it's In the United States, it's its all-time high. Some people would probably say texting while driving is a problem. Marijuana legaliz- legalization could t- 
potential, right? Could just be a lot of distractions. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. <laughs> My producer does the cutest thing whenever a guest is on the line. He goes, cuckoo, cuckoo. It's kind of a funny two-way communication system, but it is but it is what it is. CFP Chad Burton. Talking about two-way communication systems, I got locked out of my own office today. Can't do much communication without that, eh? Chad? No, sir. <laughs> How about the floods <laughs> in... I uh... was rhetorical or not. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's, I, you and I don't script anything. We, do, we got some bullets, but we don't really script it, but... Um, yeah, so uh, random events happen. So last week there was no polar bear in San Francisco. This week there's a giant polar bear, and this next week it's gone. So random stuff happens. Thank you, Burning Man, for the polar bear. Um, with that said, what do you think about the floods right now? Um, I think that's the number one financial story, is not being financially prepared for an emergency. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, you've got to, people have to double-check their insurance all the time because a lot of times when there's a natural disaster, some of the acts of God aren't actually covered in the policy. Um, so sometimes you think you're in a floodplain and you're not. Sometimes you can get flood insurance, sometimes you can't. Either way, it's, it's a matter of inventory of what you have. Make sure it's properly insured, right. and every couple of years at least meet with your insurance agent. And if you can't get flood insurance, you can't get flood insurance. And uh, you and I should start a, a business. We should call it Atheist Insurance. We cover all, all acts of God. <laughs> eh? <laughs> eh? I like it. There you go. Um, and for the, re- for the record, I work for Salem Communications, a Christian broadcasting company. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> wow, I just heard a funny echo. So CFP Chad Burton, you're going to be in town this week for the big event, September 20th in the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, 630 to 830. Uh, be prepared for an act of God called traffic because the Salesforce uh, convention is going on this week. But change of the storyline, the longest bull market in history. It's continuously running, running of the bulls. Um, a lot of TV, a lot of radio, a lot of magazines, a lot of print saying growth versus value. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's, I mean, this is, first of all, the longest running bull market just means a long period of time without a 20% correction. We got close a couple of times, and corrections are normal, healthy, just like recessions are normal, healthy to shake out the excess. But there's a whole segment of the stock market that's somewhat left behind or hasn't run as much. Um, and you can really look at the market between momentum and value pretty easily now because there's ETFs out there that separate it. So, for example, MTUM is an ETF, um, and then VLUE is another ETF. And MTUM is based on momentum. There's different characteristics they use to say what's a momentum stock, and they reconstitute, I think it's every six months, where value is they're looking at different stuff. It's not just price-to-earnings ratio. It's price-to-sales, price-to-book, and other things like that. But momentum has a P.E. ratio of 24, while VLUE is at about 11.85 right now. Um, are, are you leaning towards now, more value than growth? 
we're definitely when we're doing some active trimming in terms of the portfolio, mm-hmm. you look at stocks versus bonds versus cash, but you also have to look at this value versus growth as well, because when you're managing wealth and you're close to or in retirement, part of your job is to make sure you have enough cash set aside to get through tough times, and also you don't want to correct as much as the market when the market does correct. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to trim the stuff that's starting to look expensive that everybody's piling into last and get the stuff that isn't quite as expensive. Um, and a lot of the difference, Rob, it's, it's, it's the easy money, right? I mean, interest rates are historically low still nine years into this bull market. I mean, we had 10-year Treasury rates north of 5% before the Great Recession. They're still barely touched for 3% last Friday. Um, so there's still a lot of easy money out there, and everybody's going into indexing, which is pushing it into these stocks that have already kind of done well. Um, and there's now quite a premium between growth and value. You know, what's interesting is that it's we can say this, and if growth runs for another year, people are going to kind of say, oh, you're just the guy who screams chicken. But it could happen today. It could happen in a year. I mean, it's, there's always going to be shifts, and we never know when they're going to come. And even the, the great wise one, uh, Warren Buffet, uh, the, the king of Wall Street, said most people should invest in the S&P 500, and yet you're saying no, or you're not saying no, you're saying that's growth, and he's a value guy. It's kind of a, a, a weird yin-yang going. It really is, because it's not what he actually practices as a value investor. But what he's saying uh-huh. is that that's how most people should really invest to kind of start off, is the S&P 500 and right. index. But you don't own 500 companies, right? You, basically, most of your money is in the top 50 companies. It's a market-weighted index, which means the largest companies get the most money. And as everybody piles in, just like in 2006, to, to passive-only investing, those companies get more and more money, so it, it elevates their P.E. ratios. So um, that, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of the companies are pretty quality in there, like Microsoft and Apple and other ones right now. Um, and it makes sense that since we go through the Great Recession, that we should go through the greatest running bull market in a long period of time. So I still love growth, huh. but you don't want just growth in your portfolio. I have not put those two together right now. The greatest recession led to the greatest bull market. Have I, have I been asleep? I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that a rhetorical question? Don't pay attention to each other. <laughs> wow. I like, I like it. It's, it's marketable. So we've got a big event coming up it, September 20th, Toll House Hotel. People can go to newfocusfinancial.com, use code radio25 to sign up. And also, you just got a ton of stuff there, and it's always getting better. Um, so how do you go about trimming? How do you go about cutting some of that growth, feeling good about it, but also pulling the trigger without upsetting people who look at market returns and, and put you on a benchmark. Right. Well, yeah, and, and deal with taxes as well. I mean, that's that's also oh, yeah, yeah. in a taxable account. You always have to assume that, okay, if I'm going to sell something that I'm overweight in and, and go buy something that is showing more value, you got to make up for the tax bill as well. So we look for strategic ways to, to trim growth versus, you know, equities versus bonds versus cash. And then you're always managing around, you know, are the assets becoming expensive and having to trim? Um, so what I like to do with most of my large cap position, at least 20% of a person's portfolio, is dividend achievers. So it looks at the S&P 500 and, it, and even some mid-cap stocks, and it carves out those companies that have a history of increasing their dividend by usually an average of 10% a year or so. Um, but I still want growth in those companies. And then I, I on the either side of it, use some indexing approach for a little bit of value and a little bit of momentum. Um, so you get 
kind of the overall broad coverage of the S&P 500 and all of those sectors, but not just shoving your money into the top 50 companies um, right now. That Those companies, when there is a correction, tend to fall the hardest. And those dividends, as you know, are really important for retirees, that if you are going through a market correction... <laughs> wait, wait, as I know... As well, I mean, know, you just signed up for ARP, so I mean, it's <laughs> in your mailbox now. You are killing me. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. You're always welcome on, but we will see you September 20th at the Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar Thursday, September 20th, 6:30, Toll House Hotel. Traffic could be interesting in the Bay Area. Uh, you can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com and use the code Radio25. We'll see you there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. CFP Chad Burton is going to be in town this week doing the big seminar. You can learn more by going to newfocusfinancial.com and sign up for the event at or use the Radio 25, Radio 25, get in for free. Uh, I've known him, I guess, 20 years, roughly. And, uh, you know, we go back to the 1996 time frame where it was go-go tech, and then there was a unraveling of the stock market, primarily growth stocks, for two, three years. And then there was a boom for four, and then it fell apart, and then we've been in a nine-year bull market. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it's normal. It's healthy. Comes with it. But when it changes, it feels really bad. And when I do the show, more people will listen because they, they don't want it to get worse. It's kind of an odd way that things work. One of the things we mentioned was being prepared for disaster. Um, I recently, and, and taxes, I recently got a big tax bill because I, I sold some stuff. Uh, nine-year bull market, I took some, some, not all, some, and it was a very specific situation, um, but got to pay the taxes, right? Now, I'm preparing as I get older to, you know, love my neighbors and such, and I'm writing a speech because i got a birthday coming up, and one of the things I say is, you know, one of the things I'm putting together is, you know, pay attention to Twitter, pay attention, like, Twitter, an analyst came out today and said, Watch out. Now watch out below. That's never a good thing. Watch out below. Um, but basically saying that, you know, the costs are going to go up big time for regulatory oversight. It's going to hit Facebook. It's going to hit Twitter. It's going to hit the big tech companies, Google. Salesforce.com put themselves on warning today when they said, Mark Benioff, is paying $190 million for Time Magazine. So he's a big tech billionaire, and he buys a big brand media company. Hmm, who else did that? Jeff Bezos. Amazon.com bought the Washington Post. He doesn't know how to make money. But can he help form an editorial opinion of the United States? Sure. Begs the question of who reads newspapers and magazines anymore. But, uh, you know, Trump last year lashed out at Time Magazine for not making him man of the year. And you might remember they said, there's not even a speck of truth that we were considering them. So one of the things that I worry about, like real estate's gone up big, huge, mongo in a lot of the coastal cities in the United States. But in the tech cities, it's, it's done really, really well. Seattle, 
and San Francisco Bay Area. And, you know, some of those people now are saying, I'm going to take some off the table and move to Portland. They're not necessarily moving to Portland for the big tech jobs. They're saying I could live on a $700,000 like I've got a million plus just in the different cost of living and different cost of housing and such like that. But that's that too's moving up, right? So the big fear is is not regulatory oversight, but the cost of, of making sure your news is good and solid and there's a lot of competition. Costs are gonna go up big time. Operating expenses are gonna go up big time in 2018, 2019. Now, Facebook's already put us on notice. I've got friends who work at Facebook or are our neighbors. And, you know, they may be coming to my big old birthday party. I know you're saying you're a grown man. Do you really have to have a birthday party? Um, I never had a birthday party as a kid. No, it's not one of those situations. It's it's out of my control. Um, So anyway, it's not always going to go up. And I was talking to a a good, good loved, loved one. And, you know, the thought of... Oh, real estate's still going to keep going up. I'm like, oh, well, why? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You get into a kind of a situation where, like, you kind of forget the bad times. That is super, super important to take a look at where you are, where you've come from, where you want to go, and have a plan. And, yeah, you know, the headlines there are, you know, pets being affected by the monster storm. Uh, it's interesting because I feel worse for the animals and the children than I do for the people who don't have, you know, an emergency plan. And you know what's going to be sad is this is going to be a storm that just ravishes people financially. And they'll never recover. They didn't save in their 401k. They, they didn't have a 401k. This is a lot of blue-collar people. Um, and if you, you don't have home, if you don't have flood insurance, you don't have flood insurance. How will the government make, make it right? Not completely. Only 10 to 20... Only 10% to 20% of coastal homeowners in the eastern part of North Carolina, where if you've paid attention, have flood insurance. And that's the coverage from the government's national flood insurance program. Now, inland, and again, you're, you're thinking coastal, that makes sense. Hurricanes hit the coast. You don't think hurricanes hit inland very hard. And when they do, it's typically winds, right? And this, wasn't, this isn't the case. This is just a, I want to use a curse word. This is just a, a, ton, a ton of rain. Um, so the further inland you go, you get down to 1% to 3% of homes have flood policies. And that's typically wealthy people. Again, the haves and the have-nots, that's going to leave a lot of people uninsured. Um, if you were to pick a state and say they're going to lose between 10 and, tw- 10 and $20 million of homes of damages tied towards flooding that aren't going to be covered, that's a big old number. Damaged homes caused by floods tend to be costly. The estimated potential loss for a 1,000-square-foot single-story home with possessions worth 20000 uh, and you inundate it with just one inch of rain, it could run 11000 bucks. So you're talking about 1,000 square foot, 11000 bucks. And that, that's Keep in mind, the average American makes 60000 a year, average uh, family income. And, uh, well, let's just say there's more than one inch of rain out there. And I've, I've been a victim of a flood once. I, I, right out of college, I lived in the downstairs of a condo. And uh, the guy up above me, or so, no, no, I don't know what happened. Saturday morning, my toilet won't flush. And it starts creeping up. And it's, it looks like I had a bad night. So. 
It wasn't very solid. And I was like, I don't think I ate anything that made me um, loose. But it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. Then I'm, I get the plunger out. It keeps coming up. I was dating a woman, Juliet, at the time. I'm like, I need uh, to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get something. How it, likely it's, this and, is going? Oh, it keeps coming up. And then it's in the, it's in the, bath, at the bottom of the bathtub. I'm like, okay. Now, I'm a smart guy. I'm not a guy who can identify problems that are of the blue-collar nature and instantly say this is what's wrong. But it keeps coming up. And it starts flowing over the toilet. It starts flowing out of the bathtub. And I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm actually scooping fecal matter from the bathroom and walking it out the door and throwing it in the backyard kind of thing. What are you talking it about? Keeps coming up. I know. It keeps coming up. So the whole bottom floor of a condo flooded with fecal matter. Now you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. No, I'm not a Bernie man. I'm not like this isn't this isn't a choice. So the whole all the carpet gone. Some furniture can't be fixed. Um, had to call Service Master, who I, I and ultimately I had to call Rotor Rotor because what happened was the clog wasn't underneath me; it was forty-five feet from underneath me. And they don't make plungers that go that far, and they don't make snakes that go that far unless you're an industrial company like a Rotor Rotor. So Rotor Rotor comes out. And some, it, in the end, teeth were coming through my, my toilet, hair was coming through, products were coming through. Like, it was grotesque. I probably lost a year of my life just thinking about that story for a second time. It's almost like that rat that crawled in my mouth one night and vomited, uh, and then you know, comes back in later and then dies. Like, it, not just once, but twice. So, I had renter's insurance. The owner had homeowner's insurance. All's well that ends well. Um, but yeah, I've been flooded and it could have been a disaster. I was, in this case, it wasn't technically my fault and there was no insurance claim on me. The homeowner had to get new carpets and stuff. Um, so he made some claims and, you know, he felt pretty good in the end because the place needed new carpets. Um, not always good to use your insurance to do that, but you get the idea. Disasters happen. You need to be prepared for them. So... One of the downsides about this hurricane is that all weekend long when you're trying to get that, what's going on with the president update? Because he, he tends to do a lot during the weekends. Uh, every time you turn on the news, it's all hurricanes. I'm like, oh, I want some good old Donald Trump news. And we got the Donald Trump news today. He says he's inclined to move ahead with a 10% tariff on $200 billion worth of Chinese imports sometimes this week. China said, we're not going to play defense which I think means they're going to play offense. And, you know, that, there's that 10% tariff is not as high as a 25% tariff. That was first proposed. And China's not ter- being terribly cooperative. And, you know, the art of the deal isn't to intimidate. The art of the deal is to get a deal. And uh, anyway, big seminar Thursday night this week on the 20th, Toll House Hotel, Los Gatos, California, 638. I'll tell you some of the stuff I sold. I'll tell you some of the stuff I'm buying. I'll tell you about my tax bill. Holy mackerel. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can sign up for the unit at Rob Black Show and use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Holy mackerel. Coca-Cola's in talks with cannabis producer Aurora Cannabis to make marijuana-infused beverages. Whoa. 
Lagunitas is already selling a marijuana-infused uh, beverage. I think you can only get them at dispensaries or something like that. Like, I don't think they're... I think it's going to be very slow rollout kind of scenario. All right, all right, all right. But Coca-Cola is going to try to develop some health-focused beverages that would ease inflammation, pain, and cramping. Um, and, you know, I, I think we all probably know some people who have partaken and... The medical industry is around for a reason, and a lot of it's tied towards back pain and cramping and inflammation. So I, I think Coca-Cola should, you know, anytime there's a new business that starts, there's, 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 there's pirates that go out there, and they, 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 they register a lot of domain names. Uh, if anyone wants to register these, you can have them. I was coming up with some names that Coca-Cola could use. Crack Cocaine Cola. Crack Cocaine Cola. What do you think about that one? Holy hash, um, holy hash, uh, diet holy hash, uh, barbiturate bubbly, and this is my personal favorite, if anyone wants this one, is Ollie's Old Opioid Soda, and you'd have like two old guys sitting on a, um, on their, their patio outside their house, and it'd be a big summer hot day, and they'd go, hey, Ollie, I like your old opioid soda. You're darn tootin'. So, Jeez, I'm going crazy out there at the lake. So this weekend, I'm on El Camino. I'm taking a right. And the car in front of me, this big, big cloud of marijuana smoke comes out of it. Uh, and because we're taking a right, and they're one car ahead of us, but kind of in another lane, I saw them drift into another car. And I'm like, oh, boy, the cop's going to have a fun, one with this, fun time with this guy. Uh I don't know how high he was. I don't know if he was high. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't pretend to be. I'm not a police officer. But I think America's going to have an issue on their hands as more and more drugs get approved. And uh, I've seen people get out of their car and almost beat people to death over speeding and getting causing car crashes. i got to imagine that, you know, one day when you're in a car crash and the dude smells high as a kite, it ain't going to be too cool. But back to the business story of it. Um, earlier this year, alcohol producer Molson Coors said it would make cannabis-infused drinks, while Corona, maker of Constellation Brands, or, yeah, Constellation Brand makes them, they invested $4 billion in marijuana producer canopy growth. So we got that out there. Ollie's old opioid soda. Just like, made just like it was in the old days. Buy the world a home. Right? This is Coca-Cola. This is red, white, and blue apple pie puppies. And Coca-Cola is now, I'm not saying selling out, but the almighty dollar is what businesses follow, right? I don't know. If anyone's had a, like, I, I know you've had marijuana-infused sodas in California. But I gotta imagine, like, Soda Stream's got a recipe for you if you need it. Uh, so that's what I got going on today. How was your weekend? Big seminar coming up this Thursday, six thirty to eight thirty. Learn how to invest. Learn how to protect some wealth. Learn a little bit about taxes. The Wall Street Journal reported that President Trump is inclined to move forward with a ten percent tariff on two hundred billion dollars of Chinese imports. China says they're not going to play defense, which is a failed threat. Of oh yeah, we'll see. There's a lot more going on here. Like, we may want China to open up their walls to American businesses like Coca-Cola without having the Chinese communist uh, 
you know, uh, guy looking at everything that we're producing uh, inside the company, but rather outside the company is fine. Ten-year Treasury note today is pushed above three percent, which is a directional move. That could be a halting factor to the stock market psychology, the bull market. Chad and I talked about that, and he eloquently said the you know the biggest, the Great Depression or the Great Recession led to the Great Bull Market. Interesting, right? Uh, nice tie, nice tie there. Um, so that's kind of out there today as far as stories go. I can't say that the Empire Man- Manufacturing Survey is anything that you really care about. It was weaker than expected, so Wall Street economists and people like me go, you know, it's kind of like a game of risk where you plant your flag in a country and you go, okay, I got that. Manufacturing is a flag that we planted positive, and now today it goes neutral because it's it's weakening. Um, Survey of the Empire Manufacturing area will not move markets on its own, but it's flag. You capture enough flags and you win the game. Or you lose enough flags and you lose the game. This week's economic calendar has a housing market focus. You get the housing market index for September on Tuesday. You get the continuing with house starts and building permits for August on Wednesday. And you get the existing home sales report on Thursday. The permits is probably the one that I care most about. Uh, Because if you're saying, I'm going to put a second level on a house or I'm going to build a whole new house. You're basically saying I'm going to need materials that cost money. There's going to be future commerce. I'm going to need people that cost labor that cost money. So that's what I pay attention to in housing in a week of housing data. That's going to be a big one this week. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big seminar coming up Thursday, September 20th, 630 to 830. I'd get there a little early because Traffic can be snarled. Um, but it's Los Gatos, the Toll House Hotel. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use code Radio25 to get it for free. Um, that's what I got. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use the code Radio25.